Hello, and welcome to episode 241 of Atomic Radio Hour. I'm your host, Vince. You look fantastic as always. How are you? What's going on? How's your week been? I think I'm dying. Um, so I turned 26 at the end of last year, and this is the second time today that I've woken up and my lungs feel like that I'm gonna, they're gonna explode. I don't know if it's my lungs, I don't know if it's my my stomach, I don't know what it is, but I, I genuinely feel like I'm going to die. I, I don't know what it is. Um, you know, I should probably say this out loud. If anything happens to me, my brother gets everything. And then, you know, him and my mom, they can split it up. Uh, but anyway, I just don't feel well. I don't know what happened. I took off of work today, which is not a thing I usually do. Yesterday I had a nice snow day, which is cool. I got to make bacon and pancakes and just kind of chill out and watch Family Guy. Ironically, of course. Who the f*** watches Family Guy? But, uh, it was cool. I got to hang out. I got to play Fortnite with the fellas again. I feel like I haven't played video games in a hot schminute. And, of course, when it rains, it pours because I have weekend plans this weekend. So everything just kind of happened all at once. So I don't have a super long uh, episode for you today. But I do have a really fun piece of lore. Like a piece of lore that I'm surprised I've never done. And I think that'll be a lot of fun to stick around for. So I hope you're doing well. Before I get into any of the fun stuff real quick, this is a this is an entirely fan-funded show. This is a show that... Uh, I really don't make any money off of except for the Patreon. So if you like the show, make sure to check out the Patreon. Uh, right before the lore segment, I'll thank the Patreon. So here's a really quick shout out to you guys. Thank you for everything you've helped me accomplish and everything I plan to help more. And if you want to support in any way, in the description is a link to the Red Bull where you can buy a sticker with the logo that I and the previous hosts have created and you can throw a dog a bone. Proverbially. Proverbially. Babao. English is my first language. So here, if you see behind me, let me see if I'm doing this right, because it's like being a weatherman. I have to flip things around. Behind me should be about here where my hand is. Uh, I have a shelf of stuff, a shelf of Fallout collectibles. Uh, co- 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 colloquially, betwixt my friends and I, we refer to it as the virginity shelf um, for obvious reasons, you know. Who could be a virgin around this shelf? This shelf here. Hold on, there we go. Um, I even have props. I don't know if you can see it. Maybe if this works, it's not going to work. I'm going to give myself too much work. There's some props that I made when I was like 13, 14 years old on this shelf. When I was absolutely talking to women. But I got some new additions. Some cool additions. There's not much stuff on here that I've been adding to regularly. I kind of put a slow down on it. I wanted to get, I almost have all of the Funko Pops, but I don't from the original run, like the original Fallout 3 run, like the, the Super Mutant, the Lone Wander female, the ghoul. I have a Comic-Con, ex- uh, this is not what we're here to talk about. Here's one of the new additions that I wanted to bring up. These bobbleheads that I have far too many of to begin with. I got another one. I got the moving target one. I don't really know why they started doing perks. Please focus. I don't really know why they started doing perks. They just did. These weren't perks. They were skills and um, special stats, but whatever. It's cool. He was on sale, I think. Uh, But I like that he's a bobblehead as I move the microphone away from my face. He's a bobblehead, but like not a traditional sense. Like he's on his hand, but he like his head still wiggles and waggles. Fun, right? 
So I have him. He's going to go on the shelf somewhere. I don't have a spot designated for him. I kind of want to put him... Uh, if you're looking at the thing, because I'm looking at it myself, I want to say maybe next to the quantum stuff, maybe next to perception, the perception Funko Pop or Funko, not Pop, excuse me, Funko Mystery Mini I have. Maybe I'll put him on the bottom next to Kyle's artwork of uh, NCR Chuck. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to put him, but he's a nice little addition. But I got something cool. I got something real cool. There's a place in the grand city of Denver. There's a place that I like to frequent. Oh, good. Shit's falling off the shelf. There's a place I like to frequent every time I go up there. There's like this punk rock, rock shop, and then next to it is a like an antique place. Something that just has odds and ends and bits and bobs. And every time I go in there, it's way too expensive. Like, everything is way too expensive. I actually, when I went there, I'm probably not going to put the picture up because of... Um, I don't want to get the video taken down, but it's just Batgirl from the 60s, which is Mondo Jugs. Just huge, like almost not even tastefully done, but you could tell it was from like that 60s era of of Batman. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a Playboy thing. I really didn't look into it. I just saw big on Batgirl and I was like, whoa, oh, oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, but they have cool stuff. They've had like a signed Burton Ernie picture there forever that I kind of want, but they want 40 bucks. And I don't know if it's actually Bert and or Ernie who have signed it or just like, you know, Steve and Frank. Who knows? So the first thing I saw when I walked in is usually what you see is like these um, chess pieces. They have these like it's like two dollars per piece and you can get vintage chess pieces. And I don't know if they're made out of ivory. But what I did see and it's something that I've been meaning to get for the show for a long time are wooden blocks. This is the exact green is the green screen. This is going to be green screened out. That's kind of cool. See if I hold it up. It's a Y, but it's also my shelf. Ah, the backside is is orange though, so I can use that. It's like the antithesis color of green, I think. I don't know. So, I got what I think a lot of Fall fans have. If I can get the f- bag off of me, but I feel like a lot of people should have. Uh, if you're if you're a collector, like I'm not saying like you have to have this, but I got a G. I got an A, an R, and a Y. So now I have Gary blocks I can fall out for. So I just thought that was fun. I don't know. Again, I don't know where I'm going to put this. I'm thinking about hiding this maybe towards the back. As I look at the shelf, I'm thinking right where the... I'm not sure what's on the picture and what's not. Because the planter... The planter should be there. The little vault boy head should be there. I'm thinking about putting him... I'm thinking about putting the Gary blocks on top of the the 76 Pip-Boy. The best Pip-Boy, in my opinion. Design-wise. I don't like the functionality of it it, because the map isn't there. Um, Probably the... I just just like how it looks like the Fallout 1 and 2 Pip-Boy, but modernized for your wrist. But yeah, I have these blocks. This one's got a rocket on it. What else does it have? That looks like a window. That's a number four. In Japan, that's an unlucky number. There's a guitar grapes yo yo why are there bricks just straight bricks a yak yeah who remembers yak and yak that shit was a fever dream so that's really all i have for the new additions i i've always wanted to get a geiger counter for the shelf i wish i had a third hand i've always wanted to get a geiger counter for the shelf i just feel like that'd be fun i feel like it would fit i kind of wish i had a bigger shelf 
I kind of wish I had more stuff, but hey, that's the problem, man. You just, you always want more and you never feel satisfied because you're just trying to fill a hole. I kind of wish I could get the 76 collector's edition little mini figurine guys because I have a couple of them loose from a different thing, but I kind of just want to get another pack of those because mine are unopened. I intend to leave those unopened, uh, but I want to get those and kind of put them out. I have the poster I want to frame, I have the poster I want to give away. I have another poster that's the 76 poster that I'd like to frame. I have a lot of stuff. Got a lot of things going on. Got a lot of things moving and shaking. Haha, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> you guys collect? Do you? Show me in the comments. So, like I said, I don't have a ton because I actively feel like my stomach is about to implode. Like, I just feel like I'm dying to death. Um, I felt better, but I also hit my head the other day and I, I got what I believe to be maybe a, a minor concussion. And I've podcasted can cuss before and I'll do it again. Nobody can stop me. But let me get on to the lore. Let me get on to the thing that most people are here for. Real quick, I got to thank the Patreon because if you guys, I can continue to make the show bigger and better. So I have to thank a few people starting from the top. I have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, I have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, I have to thank Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. After Marcus is TP. Thank you, TP. And last, but certainly not least, I have to thank Mellow Millhouse. Thank you to Mellow Millhouse. Thank you to all of you guys, really. Because of you, I can continue to do the show. I can make it bigger and better and louder and prouder. And I can do the best possible thing uh, that I want to do with this show. I love you very much. Thank you for your support. And back to the episode. The meat and potatoes of the program. So this week... I uh, usually ask, if you want to hear any lore whatsoever, make sure in the Discord, because you usually ask a question. But this week, I picked. I thought it'd be fun. I want to do something that I haven't done in a while. Something that I think is really interesting, especially in a post-apocalyptic situation. And it's a thing that people, that I feel today and during the apocalypse will kind of run towards uh, for comfort. Simple enough. Uh, they just want to feel taken care of. They want to feel respected. And they want to feel like they have a sense of community. And that thing is religion. So if you want to hear any lore whatsoever, make sure you're in the Discord or leave a YouTube comment because I'll either pick the YouTube comment or ask a question in Discord and the first person to get it right gets to pick lore for the week. Now this week's lore, like I said, comes to you by way of myself and this week's lore is on the Tree Binders from Fallout 3. The Tree Binders, a peaceful religious community within the Capital Wasteland that protects the tribe in Oasis. Now I remember... Uh, there's there's a way you can find there's a way you can find Oasis on accident by just walking around, and I think for a lot of people that's how that how they found that's how I found it. But I remember finding the Oasis protector man, the guard. I don't even remember on the wiki if there was anything said there, but I remember seeing that there is a certain point somewhere north on the map, not all the way north that Oasis is, but somewhere north on the map. Uh, there's just a guy in a barn with a hunting rifle shooting at you. And I remember killing him and taking his hood and wearing the lucky shades that were outside of Tenpenny Tower in that little convenience store, little uh, department store. That hood and then the pit power armor, the tribal power armor, that was like my go-to outfit for a very long time playing Fallout 3. A cult based around the worship of Harold and Bob, the tree that grew out of Harold, Harold being the mutant, the FEV mutant from Fallout 1 and 2. The FEV mutant that you meet in, oh, I have it written down exactly as such. But in the late 2250s, a wanderer who would later take his name to be Birch found that Harold had rooted himself down in a certain spot sometime before the late 2250s. 
after this, he, him finding the tree miners, he wanted to find others that would bring no harm to the Great One that they refer to as Harold. The sole goal of the tree minders is to help out Harold the Great One. And after Harold rooted himself, his growth, his green growth spread rapidly over the hilltop that he is upon. Animal life beca- began to inhabit the area once again. Yet the water still remained irradiated, and Father Birch interpreted this to be some sort of a message, some sort of a uh, cryptic poem, if you will, so, a sign from their god to be that to say that like remember where you're from, you have you have all of this lush foliage and berries and what have you around you, but don't forget that the world around you is also destroyed and what you have is quite literally an oasis people feel a great calling to find their way to oasis after uh hearing about it throughout the capital wasteland but it is a pretty well-kept secret three dog will talk about it on the radio but he says when he's doing it that he might have been experimenting with jet at the time and he saw a tree a real tree a bona fide real tree not one of those shriveled up brown things that you see out in the wastes I love the idea of this. I remember there was people back in the day, like 2009, 2010, playing with mods that made the entire wasteland look like this, and I thought it really defeated the purpose. Uh, but I love the idea of having a small little hole of just perfectly preserved area, even though technically it's not. But I think it's also neat to see that FEV being the destructive force that turned Harold into a tree man could also be used to make something beautiful again. FE was used mostly to turn people into mutants, and we see how bad that turned out with super mutants and with centaurs and uh, the floaters and all the other fun shit that got irradiated. Deathclaws, to an extent. And then you see this, and it's a small pocket of what the world could be, and depending on the outcome of it, the wasteland can look like oasis in a few decades which i'll get to in a bit later by 2277 two minds of the tree minders have taken uh with a potential of splitting the group there's tree father birch who wants to curb the spread of harold's growth as to not attract outside attackers and wants to apply a salve to his heart to slow the growth him thinking we can take care of ourselves there's only like nine people here I, th- I believe it's actually less than that. So inbreeding is going to be off the charts right away. But he wants to get a community settled. He wants to get a community taken care of. He wants to have a community ready in case of anything happening, which I think is understandable. But he's afraid that other people... There's like seven people here. I think it's actually seven. Two well-armed raiders that are good at their job come in and take over Oasis and then kill Harold, and then it's over. But there's also Leaf Mother Laurel who feels as if Birch does not see how the spread of Harold could reclaim the wastes. She she sees the growth as a miracle and would benefit from the... And the entire wasteland would benefit from this. She also wants to add an accelerant to his, art, to his heart. So just in a few decades, he can grow at a more exponential rate and then give that to the rest of the wastes. Now... The end of Fallout 3 is pretty much canonized in Fallout 4 saying they have drinkable water. That means that the Brotherhood won, more or less. They got what they needed. And I believe it's Deacon who brings up. If it's not Deacon, it's McCreary who's like, they have drinkable water in DC. So imagine having drinkable water and a lush garden. 
you could honestly like imagine a, the rivet city garden or the megaton garden and just having the ability to drink clean water and then have fresh food you could cure so many problems but there's also the herald and the bob mindset Harold just wants to die. He's been in the same spot for decades. He cannot eat, sleep, read, and has pretty much no entertainment whatsoever. He can call upon the tree minders, though. He can call upon them to dance and sing for him, and even one time he got one of them to stand on their head for an entire day. He has asked for death for a while, but the requests have fallen onto deaf ears, and he says, I quote, Listen when I talk. But but they do not hear. I have written down, listen when, when I talk, but they do not talk. Well, that's how a conversation works, pal. It's, it's rude to interrupt. But it, they listen when he talks, but they don't hear him. Harold has barred the door to his heart with roots waiting for an impartial third party to come help him and the tree minders. And in some time in 2277, the Lone Wanderer comes across Oasis to make... The ultimate choice. The belief of the tree minders are, like I said prior, they're a cult. So what they believe in, they believe in radically. They believe in almost unjustifiably to an extent. They believe in something and they believe it. But, but look at it like this. This is a world where there's technology is remnants of old technology. The news doesn't exist. Your only reliable source of any sort of information is a dude in a radio station in front of a battlefield, I'm sorry, the, the tower is in front of a battlefield, so it got shot at. But there's a guy in a radio station yelling about what's going on about people in giant suits of armor. So the tree minders see trees, they see real-ass foliage, and think this is magic, more or less. I'm not saying that they believe that it's magic literally. I'm saying that to them, this is the closest thing to magic that they're going to get. Their beliefs, outsiders are forbidden without Harold's permission. To become a disciple of the tree miners, it usually takes years. Uh, there's a long process, and I get to the kind of the initiation process in a moment. They do not speak the name of their god. They refer to him as the one who grows, the one who gives, and the one who guides. They see his speakings as a complex set of rituals. To become a tree minder, you must go through a ritualistic ceremony where you drink the sap that purifies body and mind uh, in case you had any sort of thought to hurt Harold. Very good. Take your place in front of the basin and let's begin. Dextus, outsider. You must drink from the basin if you wish to meet him. We will now recite the blessing to ward off any harm the outsider may be carrying before he proceeds to the grove. I bid you depart, agents of destruction, through the power of his divine will. Leave our homes and bodies immediately. Live no longer in them, but pass over into places where you can harm no one. In the name of his frondescence, I call his wrath upon you, so that wherever you may go, you bear it with you. And, diminishing from day to day, you may disappear, except where you serve the health and good purpose. 
purposes of mankind, may no trace of you be found. All this, may he be so good as to grant us, who is to come to judge the living and the dead, and the world by his redoom. Amen. Soon, you will pass peacefully into sleep, outsider. And when you awake, you will witness his glory firsthand. They have almost done away with technology altogether. They have guns. Uh, they don't have computers, I don't believe. There was nothing on the wiki that said they had any sort of terminals. They are very much just a caveman group. Uh, but they do have guns. And I think they have guns just out of necessity. They just need guns because every... It's almost like Caesar's Legion. Caesar doesn't believe in guns, but the Centurion have them because those are his strongest men. And, you know... You're not going to bring a knife to a gunfight. He has to kind of secede on that. They believe it's best to get away with technology because the only thing technology has truly ever brought was violence and death. And they're a peaceful group. Tree miners have a very loose hierarchy. It was established early on that the tree father and the leaf mother have equal power, uh, but they, are, they lead and uphold the laws of the Great One. After that, there are the branch tenders, the guardians, the fellows who wait outside and have guns and what have you. There's also the bloom seeds. I'm sorry, the bloom seers, which are the healers, and the saplings, which are the children. Now, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Se I was right, seven different people that are part of the tree miners tree father birch leaf mother laurel bloom seer poplar branch tender cypress branch tender linden branch tender maple and sapling yew. there's also a dead branch tender and a drifter like i said i'm a big fan of any cult in any sort of apocalyptic situation there's not really any notes any fun facts about them on the wiki uh it's not said that they're inspired by anything but i appreciate a hovel together scrappy just a group of people that are there and are doing their best and trying and they believe in something and they're not really trying to hurt anybody other than their god i also thought it was nice when i found harold looking into who he was and seeing that that's kind of where that's, that's, I think in a weird, that's the guy from Fallout 1 and 2 that you meet in the hub. Um, I'm not sure where he is in 2, but I know he's in the hub in, in the first game. But I also like how it's very much like, I interpret it this way, maybe as I'm older, and I see where the Bethesda Fallout games have gone, but it's very much like, here's an original piece of the game. Here's something that we know the fans are going to know and love. This is our send-off to the original games. Kind of how in GTA 5 you kill uh, Johnny, I kind of felt like that was them saying goodbye to GTA 4 and the legacy they had built there and saying like, okay, well, that's that's gone now. And here's this. I kind of feel like they're saying like, we appreciate where we came from. This is a character who means a lot. We sent him off in a way that's meaningful. You can either help the Wasteland, you could either uh, not help the Wasteland, or you can help Harold. And I feel like in a way you help Harold and you kind of set him free. Would I be surprised if in Fallout 5 you just find another Harold? If there's just... I could see them doing something where it's like, oh yeah, he had saplings that spawned off and here's now he, there's like a race of tree people that are all just Harold, like clones of Harold. If you do it right, it could be cool. I just hope I don't see it get over-exaggerated where he's in every single game. Dog meat, I could understand. Dog meat's kind of cool. But that's everything I really have for you, everybody. And that is this week's lore. That's, I don't really, like I said, I don't feel well. 
I feel like my insides are collapsing upon themselves as if a black hole is is started and my insides are all just forming into one giant mass inside of me. There's apparently three different things going on right now. There's the COVID. There's two other things that I don't even know about. And about, I want to say it's four or five hours from Pittsburgh, which is the other side of Pennsylvania, which is about five to six hours from where my family is. There is a train that has derailed and exploded and put some polychlorified vinyl smoke into the air and, uh, People had to evacuate. I believe the town is called Palestine, Ohio. I could be wrong with that, um, but they're 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 calling it Little Chernobyl. People had to evacuate. They were told to leave their pets behind. People have come back days later and found their pets dead. Uh, apparently, wildlife is just dropping like flies. And like, as far as I know, nobody's talking about it, and it's kind of scary. Uh, World War Three could pop off. I think we're going to be at war within. By 2025, I do. Uh, it's going to be us, China, and Russia. And if I know anything about the, the Fallout games, it's not going to be good. I don't know, though. This isn't a politi- political show. This isn't even something that I feel I have the right to talk about, necessarily. It's just something that I don't see... I don't see a lot of good happening uh, in the terms of where things could be going economically or piecewise the doomsday clock has hit 60 seconds or 90 seconds to midnight but then i heard on a podcast the other day that uh it's always at 60 seconds and during the cuban missile crisis when cuba and uh russia had missiles pointed at us and we had missiles pointed at russia nuclear missiles it was at like a minute and 30 seconds so who knows it gets reset every now and again and they reevaluate and go back and forth it's also kind of seems like an art project i know it's done by a school i think it's cool the doomsday i kind of want a doomsday clock shirt i also liked the i also just like Watchmen, and that's like a big part of it so it's interesting and I feel like these are things that maybe we should talk about here because Fallout is a post-apocalyptic thing. It's a thing about the end of the world and a thing about how we should prepare. I should have extra provisions. And I feel like I say this every fucking two months, but still. Just be safe. Make sure you call your loved ones. Call your parents if you're lucky enough to still have them or call a family member that you're close to. Your your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your them friend, whatever you're entangled and right now, just make sure that you have a group of people surrounding you and support you and love you. Because I love you, but I'm just the voice that you listen to once a week, if that. Just make sure you're safe. Uh, therapy is always a great option. Times are tough and scary. And I feel like w- my generation, I'm an elder millennial beginning of Gen Z. I don't quite know where I am. I don't understand the TikTok, but I'm not one for avocado toast every day. So I'm not really quite sure where I am. Uh, I'm kind of in the middle somewhere. I also feel like I'm in my mid to late sixties, but I don't know. It's interesting to see someone who's like 13 now and talk to them about something like, like I'll talk to my brother's friends or my brother and be like, well, what do you think about the way things are going? And they're just like, we don't like, which I get it because when I was their age, I had no clue what was going on either. So how am I going to ask them? I don't know. Just be safe. 
Be well. I love you very much. If you like the intro music, it's by the one and only Shane Ivers. Silvermansounds.com slash free music to get all of his heaters. But my heater is called Feather Duster. Check out the Patreon the link below if you'd like to support in any way. There's also a link down below to the Redbubble. Or you can support in a smaller monetary way. Links to my Twitter, the show's Twitter, and to Kyle's Twitter. There's a bunch of other fun things down in the description below that you should check out, like my Twitch. I love you very, very much, and I will see you next week. Hopefully my insides aren't decaying rapidly. Be safe. Say hello to your mother for me. I love you. Bye, everybody. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Ghoulman. Entertainment Production.